Welcome to the Mom Village Podcast. We are three multicultural moms sharing our journey through motherhood with the Christ Center Foundation. For information and resources, visit us at our church's website at gofamilychurch.org. Or you can also email us at themomvillage at gofamilychurch.org. And please go over and follow us on Instagram at themomvillagefc. We're glad that you're here and welcome to our village. God, really? Why now? My husband just came back from a deployment in Afghanistan three months ago, and he is now deploying again to Afghanistan this month. How did this even happen? When all I asked in my prayers was for him to be home for at least a year with me and the kids. Was this military life really meant to be? Will I ever get used to so many changes? Will my kids be okay? How can I move forward with so many reservations, doubts in my heart? I love you so much, Lord, but being a military wife is a lot harder than I thought. I trust you, but I am just so afraid to do this all on my own again with two toddlers. I don't want to go through that deep loneliness again. I don't want to go back to all the tears, the kids asking me where Papi is and reminding me once again, he is not here. I am not sure my heart can take it all again, but I know that your word says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear nothing for you are with me. Welcome, ladies, to the Mon Village. This is Gismani Ramos, and you just heard our guest that is with us in Army Live. This is part one of Army Live. Our our guest was Kim Hernandez, and she was reading like a little memoir slash just introduction so you know who she is. And I'm here with my ladies. I have Kira Kelly with me. Hi, Village. And I have Kristen Scroggins. Hi, ladies. And we're so excited and very emotional right now, but we're excited to share this episode because we know there's a large community out there of army wives, and we want to bring awareness. And we also want to highlight the amazing sacrifice that these ladies do daily, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful to introduce this lady, not only because she has a powerful story and they are living that army life right now, but because she's my dear friend and best friend and I'm married to the man I'm married today because of her. <laughs> so, um, so guys, this is Karen Hernandez. Karen, just tell us who you are, your husband, and how long you guys have been in the army. So my name is Karen Hernandez. I have been happily married to my husband, William Jay Hernandez, Javier Hernandez, <laughs> sounds better that way. <laughs> For the last 15 years, cool thing is that we actually met when we were six and seven years old and his family and my family both moved around the same time to Florida from Puerto Rico. So it was pretty cool. And we met at church and their family, like our, both of our families, our parents, Got along really well. My dad was a prayer partner with Willie's, my husband's dad. And then my mother-in-law, which is my mother-in-law now, was became best friends with my mom. Oh. 
So we were really close. I always had so a crush on him. Those stories are real. Those <laughs> yeah. stories are real. There's you had no... a crush on him since you were six. six. Yes, off and on. <laughs> off and on because he would get me upset sometimes. <laughs> he would take the Barbie and it's like, yeah. drop it, drop it. Yeah. You're not going to be my husband now. But we were, we grew up together pretty much because even after we moved, we only lived in Orlando for two years after we moved. Our families were so close that we maintained a relationship when we were in West Palm Beach. We would visit each other. So him and his brother were like our best friends, our brothers. Mm. So it was it was pretty cool. And you have little ones. Who are your little ones? So my little ones, my firstborn is Kaylee. So we were married four years before we had kids. And then we had Kaylee was the first one. Kaylee, Alina. And then she's 10 right now. And then my the second born is a boy. And his name is William as well. There was no option. That had to be the name. <laughs> William the third. And he is nine. He just turned nine this March. So they're both amazing kids. So resilient. And I'm just proud to be their mom. Yay. I love that. So let me ask you this. Why did you guys decide to join the Army? And I also want to know, were, were you already married when you entered into army life. Okay. So we were, when we got married, my husband was actually a, he was the graphic designer. He became the graphic designer at my father's church. And so we, we were in West Palm beach, Florida. And then from that we were youth leaders. And then towards the end of those four years of our marriage, first four years of our marriage, he became administrative pastor at my father's church. And then towards the end of those four years when we started thinking about having children was when we we started thinking about financial stability and what we could do to my husband, you know, for him to provide because I was working at the time and so was he. And it didn't, it wasn't like, it didn't seem like we could. Like a long term. Like, yeah. Yeah, like a long, okay. long term. Okay. So we started, we began reading this book from Andy Stanley called The Principle of the Path. And while we were, we were doing workbook as well, while we were reading that book, we started asking ourselves the tough questions. We were, because there's a lot of people that have dreams and just goals in their life. But he says in his book, it's direction, not intention that determines your destination. Mm -hmm. So we started thinking about that and thinking, well, you know, our intention is for us to be financially stable, for you to stay home with the kids and raise them. But right now in our current financial situation, that's not going to be possible. So we started praying because he had mentioned in the first four years several times. Mm -hmm. And I kind of always like shut him down quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you said, yeah, we're not yeah, doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he always, he always had a desire even before we we got married to continue the legacy. His grandfather served for 23 years okay. in the army and then his father served for three years. So he always had that desire and he was in um, junior ROTC in high school. And so that desire was in him, mm -hmm. but I wasn't ready. <laughs> I felt like I, I, I just wasn't ready yet. So the times that he had mentioned that in the first four years, I would shut him down. But then around when we were talking about having kids, we started praying about it and talking about it more. And that was when we 
decided towards the end when I had. And if I remember well, Karen, you can correct me in terms of time, but when actually Willie actually went to go to the army to start like basic training, you guys just had Kaylee, right? Yes. So she was working. In nine the, months. Yeah. Old. Willie was able to stay with her as a newborn for a couple of weeks and then he took off because yeah. I remember then when he saw her after she was already bigger and that was. He was daddy daycare. Yeah. He was, <laughs> he was the one that was um, taking care of her. And then after that, it was, it was, I think it was a sweet and special time for him yeah. because he was with her all day and he would do everything that yeah. usually I would, a mom would do. He was, he did that for a few months. And then knowing that he would be away for a while in basic training and all the other trainings that go after that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So tell us, what do you think has been the biggest challenge that you guys have faced in the years that you've been in the armed forces? And I'm sure there've been a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I know if we have time. The, all of the above. <laughs> Just for those wives who are listening out there, it doesn't matter, you know, whatever branch that their husband may be serving. Mm -hmm. Even it may be a husband that is yeah. the at home and the wife may be yeah. serving. Mm -hmm. you know, I have what? a friend that- Really? She's the one that's a soldier and a her soldier. husband is- the stay at home kind of. And um, yeah. yeah. So what so, do you think has been, you know, just one of those major challenges that you guys have faced as a couple? As a couple. And one of the first things that comes to my mind is because it was our first experience in the army was I remember when he joined and everybody, all of my friends were asking, you must be excited. Where are you guys, you know, where are you guys going to go? Or what, what options do they give you? What is going to be your first duty station? And, and I'm like, I'll literally go anywhere but Louisiana. <laughs> I, said that, up? <laughs> I said that so many times. I think God was like, hmm, really? <laughs> really? So we ended up, our first duty station ended up being Louisiana. <laughs> After many, many times of me saying it out loud, I don't. I would literally go anywhere. I, I would even say I would even go to Alaska. And I, hate, I don't really like the cold <laughs> like that <laughs> than Louisiana. So we ended up in Louisiana. And I think that was our first duty station. And then it was also Louisiana Fort Polk, which a lot of army people refer it as Fort Puke. Oh. Um, <laughs> because it obviously it makes you want to puke when you think about it. <laughs> and then when people, when we finally got word of where we were going and people were asking, so where did you, and we would say Louisiana. And they're like, Ooh, that was, oh my God. Oh, wow. So it's your heart. Yeah. So sorry. Yeah, so it has a reputation, so, apparently. So we decided during that time when, when we were getting those reactions, we started kind of getting nervous about it. And then we talked and my husband and I were like, you know what? We, we have to, it doesn't matter where we move. We're going to be together. Yeah, we yeah. have to make the best of it. And it's just like anything else. Sometimes, you know, Jesus Marie and, and Christian could go watch a movie and they might love it. And maybe we go watch it and we might not feel the same way. Mm -hmm. So it just depends also like on your perspective, your personality yeah. or, you know, whatever it is. So we, we went into it saying, Lord, we're not sure like what we're to expect. <laughs> I mean, we kind of have a feeling <laughs> and we're not sure what to expect, but we trust you. That wherever we go, you're going to be with us there. You're going to guide us, help us navigate whatever, you know, it is that we need to. And uh, we'll make it the best adventure we can. If there's nothing there, then we'll find something. So other like, than Louisiana, Louisiana, we know. What's another good one that you can share with us? 
Because I'm pretty sure I'm just I'm just being noisy because I, I want to know. I know well, there's a lot of challenges well, in there. Well, actually, we have moved in 10 years. My husband has been in for 10 years. And in the 10 years that he's been in, we have moved. We've had seven army moves wow. and three that I have moved with the kids. So total 10. And then we're about to move to Kansas this summer. And, and it's still the 10th year. So it's going to be 11 well, eight army moves and 11, <laughs> like moves. total. Wow. But we have lived in, it started South Carolina, Louisiana, North Carolina, back to South Carolina, Puerto Rico, Georgia, and then now Kansas. So it's been quite, people An even, adventure. even army people, when so, we tell So tell them, us the number, because I find it so interesting. Like, tell us the numbers of move, houses, places. The total number? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, sometimes people say, like, the numbers of... Like you've been in this amount of places, this amount of houses. Oh, the houses. Oh, my goodness. I can't. When people ask me for my address, I still like, <laughs> I'm like, wait, let me think. What state am I living in right now? Oh, wow. So, yeah, we, it's just been 10. So seven army moves and three of our moves. The first move, actually, that I did that wasn't an army move was to Alpharetta, okay. Georgia. Mm -hmm. Christian and Jesus Marie were so kind and such a huge support during that time. And they took me in with my with Kaylee, my daughter, while Willie was in basic training. And then after that, I moved to I moved with my parents uh, while Willie was in his first deployment. And then after that, I moved. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to figure it out. I was so wait. Yeah. So sorry to interrupt you. So you said deployment. So I guess that's like a second one hard time that you can share with us. Oh, yes, that's yes. So during the second deployment, that was one of, oof, that's what I was reading in what I read at the beginning was my prayer during that time when he had just come back from deployment from his first nine month deployment. It was March, 2016. And I remember him telling me he needed to tell me something when he got home and that it was, you know, he didn't really say, but I knew it was serious. So when he just sat me down on the couch and he said it had been four months or three months since he had been home back home. And he said, hey, you know, I'm going to have to deploy again in the next month. Actually, at that moment, it was a few months away. But I remember when he told me that I my heart just dropped mm -hmm. and we cried together, I think, on the couch for a long time. I, I don't even know how long I remember the kids running around like <laughs> screaming and playing. And it was a really emotional really emotional day. And I, and I, that was the day that I, if I'm being honest, I, I began having like, when I would pray, I began telling the Lord, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't ask you for a lot of things, <laughs> you know, well, maybe I do, but you know, sometimes you feel like that. Well, I don't ask you for big things, you know, <laughs> and this was a big one. And so I remember telling, you know, praying a lot and being just open with the Lord because God already knew how I was feeling. Yeah. Why pretend that yeah. I have it all together and that I'm okay with mm -hmm. it, trying to be strong when in the moment I didn't feel strong? Because the truth is that God is the one that sustains me mm -hmm. and sustained me through that moment and, you know, the two back to back deployments. Th those were one of my darkest times. It's just, I felt like I couldn't, it was hard for me to talk to my mom and my family because I felt like they really didn't understand. I remember 
many nights um, being by myself, you know, and after the kids fell asleep and just praying and talking to God and saying, I don't know if I could, how long, how much longer I could do this on my own. I don't know if I have it in me. I need you. Like, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure, but I mean, if it wasn't for the Lord, I, I will tell you, I would not have made it fast forward 10 years mm -hmm. and specifically during deployment without reading his word without in those moments, it's important to let it out, you know, let it out, speak to somebody that you, that can understand you, whoever it is, a prayer partner that you could just share. But at the same time, you know, the most important thing is leaving it at his feet, just yeah. because he's the only one that could take that burden and carry it for you. It and seems I, to me like based on what you're saying that that time was the one that kind of built like a foundation especially spiritual in your character, you know, to oh, yeah. kind of shape you as a wife, as a mom, you know, to be not Absolutely. only stronger physically, but emotionally in, you know, because oh, yeah. so, you know how much, I mean, yeah. Mary knew how much I depended on Willie, you know, in our culture, you know, women, we, in our Spanish culture, mm -hmm. we, the, the man does a, a lot, you know, and we is the head of the house. Yeah. And we depend <laughs> and I, I depended on him a lot. And I was also, I had a lot of insecurities and I, you know, I leaned on him for a lot and I felt like the Lord allowed this to happen because it was a process I needed to go through so that I could rely on him so that mm. I, he was saying, Hey, you don't have him. And he, you think that this is the only thing that you have, but I need you to rely on me, not run to your husband. It's not a bad thing that you do that, but uh, you know, the most important thing is to run to the feet of Jesus. And it's, it's easier said than done, right, yeah. ladies? Because <laughs> even yes. if we're not deployed, I mean, in our daily walk, don't we do that a lot, mm -hmm. ladies? I mean, and then and then we, we look at, you said it all the time, we look at our neighbor's house. And then we realize we thought we, we had it all hard. Yeah. And then when we look to our side, we're like, wow, we are beyond blessed. Mm -hmm. So Karen, tell us, what is your best advice for maintaining a strong marriage when you have to be separated frequently? I mean, you kind of started covering that, but what do you think is that advice to all those moms, army wives right now? There may be less years than you or even more, but mm -hmm. that you can share with them and be like, hey, this is what has kept us, William yes. and I, together and made our marriage stronger because of this. So one of the first things is, even before the army, this was how we were, is that he always includes me in every decision, even if it's, you know, specifically with the army, it's a, it's a tough thing because sometimes as a soldier, they have to make certain decisions and sometimes they're forced. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're getting deployed and whatever, you know, he didn't have an option with that, but to try to make decisions together, you know, if include each other, even if they don't really have much say in it, have the conversation say, this is what might be happening in the next months or whatever it is and and try to make those decisions together you know and lean on each other because i think that it could cause a lot of friction when well i'm the soldier so this is on me or or well you don't understand how i'm feeling and i'm the wife and this is hard for me too so just doing your best to just keep those lines to, of communication yeah open. lines of communication yeah. and just you know that you're as a marriage that it's important that that's the center you know, Christ is the foundation, that's the center, and you rely on each other to make those decisions. And also, one of the things I always tell other 
military wives is if you don't have to be separated, try your best not to be. So if it's not forced, try your best not to be because it's going to happen. Eventually, it's not if it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen. So I was going to ask you that question. Is that normal for you to have those kind of deployments like back to back? It's not because they usually have to give a certain period of time. But the thing that happened was that he was deployed with the first nine months with the one unit. And then that was, he volunteered for that. That was how we got out of Louisiana. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So he volunteered to deploy on that first one. And we had only lived in Louisiana for a year and three months. We were supposed to be there three years. Okay. And so he volunteered. So we ended up moving to um, North Carolina. And then when he came back, he joined another unit. And then that unit was going was leaving, was deploying. But that's something you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's so I know. didn't know. If I would have known that, I would have like, Ooh. Stayed in Louisiana, maybe? Yeah. If you had <laughs> I would have like yeah. figured it out in Louisiana with the roaches. Yeah. <laughs> well, and just so our civilian listeners understand, though, even though back-to-back deployments are not common, what I didn't understand now, I, you know, I have a son um, who is an officer in the army and he's married and has a little one and guess where they're stationed? Right. Fort Polk. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and, but you know what? They've learned, to, love the heart. They've learned to love it and embrace it, not yeah. for the area, but for the people that yes. they get to minister to. Exactly. And uh, they found such a great church there mm-hmm. who, uh, who's loved on them. And it's really been a blessing. What I didn't know until my son was in the army is that they may not be deployed, but the training that you're talking about over and over, they're gone a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And so they may not be out of the country. Country. They may not be overseas, but um, my son is gone a month at a time often, Yes, not deployed. And they have a baby, right? They do. And they they do. And so so what you said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just so you know, ladies that are listening, I'm, I'm, uh, peeking at her notes <laughs> and that I wish you would repeat what you just said because about just repeat that because oh. that is good advice to people that are not in the military that, mm-hmm. you know, we don't always know what our situation is going to be. And so what you just said about separation, separation, about if you don't have to be separated, don't be. Yeah, I say that because I've heard a lot of army wives that say, or military wives that say, well, I'm going to stay, you know, my husband has to go to Korea and, you know, your family could go or he has to go here to a training. And for example, my husband's going to training in Kansas and it's for a year. And a lot of women, I hear them say, well, I'm just going to stay behind so that my my kids can have. And I, I understand where they're coming from because I, I, it goes through my mind, too. So my kids can have the stability and stay in the same school. And I immediately I tell, you know, I think in my mind and I have told other wives, but if you don't have to be, don't be, because the truth is that the stability doesn't is not really in a location. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's with the nucleus of the yeah. exactly. So I'd rather go with my husband and for them to have their father versus the same school. Yeah. Yeah. And father and their mother in the same household. And that, you know, the feeling of home. That's why I feel like it's important if you don't have to be in there's different circumstances because sometimes they're, you know, you have children that are in high school. And you might not, your husband's going to Korea and they need, you know, whatever it is, they have to go, You have, they have to move. And you're like, well, I want my kids to stay in the same high school and graduate. Mm-hmm. And there's different circumstances. So you have to, nav- you know, speak to your husband, speak to your spouse and figure it out. But if you don't, I always just say, if you don't have to be separated, yeah. go with, behind my our bed in our room, I have 
it says where you go, where you go, I, I go, go yeah. where you stay, I'll yeah. stay. Because that's literally been my heart's desire as his wife to just wherever he goes, I long to be there. Well, you know what I it's love? It's forced. What I love, Karen, that you're saying is that this is as much as his calling as your calling. Yeah. And I love that you're saying that because we always encourage our listeners that this is, we want to be marriage center. So, and the fact that you, doesn't matter the situation, doesn't matter the struggles, you're just making sure that you guys are together all the time because yeah. it's not something that he's only the one sacrificing things, everyone. But that makes you guys closer yeah, as yes. a family. And not only if you're an army wife or not. Come on, ladies. Even yeah. in our daily, doesn't I mean, matter. Listen, it, right here, yeah. ministry. And I in mean, ministry. Yeah. You know, if yeah. my Chris, husband. He works long hours. Yes. A lot of your husbands work yes. longer. And there's a, my, my sister, her husband is works for UPS. And mm. he's gone all day. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things that I can, she can relate to me and I can relate to her. You don't necessarily have to be in the army to feel it. The weight of the burden Sometimes as the one that's taking care of the family while the other one is doing, you know, is following, doing their career, whatever it is. So also, you know, the other thing that, that I would say is being intentional, putting effort into, you know, your relationship after 15 years of being married, you know, you <laughs> kind of get comfortable. You're like, well, he and, knows my intention. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just putting effort, maintaining intimacy. So when he was deployed, in whatever way makes you feel comfortable, that that you and your spouse feel comfortable, romancing. It almost, when he was deployed, it almost felt like we were dating. We were long distance. So he lived in Orlando and I was in West Palm Beach when we were dating. But it, it feels like that. So when he was away, I just making sure that you're romancing each other in whatever way. Can you, doing, can you dive notes. in a little bit more? Because listeners, I, I'm laughing here because I know, I know her, I know the stories, but something Lord that I mercy. love, well, I mean, PG-13, it was something yes. that I love that you might not know, but I remember every time he will come back from a deployment or from any training, I remember multiple times we were there to help him, re like receive him and everything, but Karen will go all out. She will do her hair, she will do na her nails. It was like she was going to prom, people. But I love it because she was as nervous as the first day they were dating yes. like wow. she hasn't seen this man for a long time and the fact that they were so intentional sending letters packages yes. and you know you want to keep that fire going come on we yeah, need it felt each like other. a honeymoon oh it yeah. literally felt like a honeymoon again every time every time you came back oh, you know wow. i was like prepping like if i was like <laughs> that's a good perk you know like all the doing all the things in the spa like, <laughs> whatever waxing whatever needed to be done you know <laughs> Just the soldiers coming home, you know, yes. doing all of the above. And well, that, that's a beautiful that's thing. Yeah. Like, because you haven't seen, you know, you haven't seen your spouse in whatever amount of time. Separations are so hard. This is why military wives have such a special place in my heart because they are such a special breed of women. Mm -hmm. Like they're just, they're they're just they they have a special place in my heart and because and I understand what they're going through I, it's, sure. it's it's so it's uh, for me it's been such a beautiful journey but it honestly has been a beautiful journey because the Lord has been in it all for us Amen. because mm -hmm. I see other military wives that they look forward to a lot of them I hear them say oh I can't wait for my husband to get deployed so I could just do me and mm. and just not have to worry about taking care of him and all and and it breaks my heart mm -hmm. because I'm not saying it has crossed my mind sometimes where I'm like, well, 
at least I don't have to cook. We could just all have Cheerios. When he's going, you know, like, there's some nights that I'm like, oh, yeah. Mac and cheese. Like, yeah. Mac and cheese, yes. Pizza, Breakfast everyone. for dinner, which he never really liked. And when he's gone, we do that all the time. Okay. So there are certain things that, yes, I understand where they're coming from. But at the same time, separation is never, I don't feel like it's ever a good thing mm-hmm. for a marriage. So if you don't have to be separated, uh, you know, don't and try to do your best to just be in the moment, be present, be intentional, because you will come to a time as a military family that you there will be separations. Mm -hmm. So you got to be prepared and kind of like always be on your toes and keep the fire you know, well, out of, out, of one of sep- out of one of those separations came Wilito. Yes. It was her youngest. So we know that was very effective. Yeah. <laughs> he was conceived um, right after one of the trainings. <laughs> and so, thank the Lord after that, I, you know, I, I had surgery because I'm not, I think I would have like 20 kids right now. For, and it would be a whole one different for, conversation. One for every deployment. Yeah. One for every training yeah. and every deployment. Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we can stay here all day um, talking to Karen. But listeners, if you're listening to this part one, don't be discouraged because guess what? We have part two two. and Karen's going to stay with us for part two. We have more questions. So please don't get discouraged. We're going to have more of this awesome conversation. But I can't leave without saying really quick, a huge shout out to Riley Scroggins because she helped me put these questions together. So Riley and all the ladies that sent me their questions are serving right now thank you so much for your service and your husband's and thank you for serving me with the questions (laughs) and for (laughs) For, their sacrifice yes Yes. and for your (laughs) sacrifice so this is for you and all of you ladies thank you so much for listening we're gonna sign out but stay tuned for part two ready ladies one two three Bye. bye